Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and each week I get a chance to go on 600 AM KGEZ, talk to Anthony Knockreiner on his show, The Knock on Sports, talking about the Seahawks and their past win over the Carolina Panthers 30-24 to this past weekend. And Anthony talks about a record the Seahawks can break coming up this weekend, a record from 1986. They'll have a shot at taking that one down coming up against the Arizona Cardinals. So with that, let's get to my interview with Anthony Knockreiner of the Knock on Sports. Welcome back to the Knock on Sports and joining me inside the Whitefish Credit Union studios as we talk about the NFL and the Seattle Seahawks. It is my good friend Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, great to chat with you once again, and yet another victory for the Seahawks, and they now sit in the number one seed. In the number one seed, they go seven and one on the road for the first time in franchise history. Plus, we had some good things happen elsewhere in the NFC. It was a really good weekend for Seahawks fans. It really was, and let's just start there before we break down the Panther game. I mean, San Francisco and Atlanta, who would have thought they were going to get into a shootout? But now that's two weeks in a row that San Francisco's defense has let them down and it's turned into a shootout. And this doesn't look like it's going to be a quick fix either. Yeah, you have to wonder if that's going to kind of make the 49ers a little bit more aggressive going down the stretch. Because to be in these close games and for the defense to be in a position where you can't count on them in big moments, Mm -hmm. that's a little bit shocking considering just how highly we've thought of the San Francisco 49ers defense to this point in the season. And, you know, they, we've seen it now three times this year with them that late in games, they've given up points. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting as we get ready for that week 17 matchup. Obviously we got to talk about the Cardinals first, uh, but Brandon, another win for the Seahawks uh, at one point, this game was 30 to 10, but it finishes 30 to 24. Uh, what did you take away? Well, it was a little bit frustrating, yeah, but uh, it, they got out to a really fast start. You know, they they score on their first three possessions, get out to, you know, 20 points to seven lead for the Carolina Panthers. So that was one of the things that I really liked about this game. I'm always uh, preaching the fact that I like to see this team start quickly, and especially when they can do it on the road, especially in a venue like Carolina, because even in losses, we've seen Carolina get out to fast starts, and then they've kind of come back down. And I think that was just a nice thing to see from the team, to see them, you know, to, to put points up on the board quickly, get Chris Carson started early on. And you saw Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett really connecting well in this game. Yeah, they really did. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I had Lockett on the bench in my fantasy football big team. Big mistake. Yeah, big mistake. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, though, because we talked about this going into this game, we wanted to see that passing game kind of come back. They had faced some stiff defenses. So let me ask you, are, do you think the passing game is back where it's at, or did the Seahawks just take advantage of a weak defense, and when they see San Francisco next week, uh, we could go back to seeing what we've seen the previous couple weeks? It's probably a little bit of both, but the nice thing is knowing that Tyler Lockett and Russell kind of have that connection back, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that has to do with the the quality of the defense. I think Tyler Lockett is starting to get healthy now. We even saw him out there for a punt return in one case, and fortunately it wasn't uh, throughout the game, but I think they're trying to get him to uh, the Seahawks record for a uh, punt returner. So that was, it was just kind of nice to see him out there and, <laughs> and uh, just in one situation, but they, yeah, they're, and they have the running game on track against the Carolina Panthers. We knew that was going to be something that they were going to be able to get going. And with Chris Carson out there, you saw them sprinkle in ProSize just a little bit. But uh, he had the fumble uh, that fortunately got called back because of Bruce Irvin's foot. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I don't think he came back in the game after that. No, I was about (laughs) to say, I don't think I ever saw him after that game. But Chris Carson, once again, 
finishing strong, two touchdowns. And I mean, that run that I've had, I think it was his, I want to say, I think that was his second touchdown. It was his second touchdown of the day on fourth and one. And yep. because they didn't go for it on fourth and one earlier, just to make it a two touchdown score differential. And so they do go for it on fourth and one and they pick up the touchdown. What a run by him, though. I mean, just to keep going, not only just get the one yard, because it looked like yeah. he had just been stopped after he got the first down, but then to keep it going there. That's just a that's a defining run right there by Chris Carson and a good sign showing uh, how physical he still is because it is a long season. It's one of those things that we saw from Marshawn Lynch from so many years, and it's one of the reasons why fans enjoy Chris Carson so much. It's because he can he can plow through those tough yards and earlier on in the season – we were seeing him get kind of stuffed at the line in certain situations. So if that's the type of running back that he's going to be now going into the playoffs, and maybe it's because other teams are starting to wear down a little bit late in the season. Let's talk defense here. Uh, obviously, a lot of injuries. And so that was some concern going into uh, this game as well is because of the number of guys that were out. Jamie Clowney didn't play. A couple others. Bobby Wagner gets hurt in this game. The list of injuries on the defensive side of the ball right now is long. Uh, I, I know we're going to talk about the Arizona game, but how concerned are you right now with that? You know, even though they did play well for three quarters, gave up 14 late. 14 late is the big concern. And the fact that it was Quandre Diggs and Bobby Wagner that were out late. And I mm -hmm. think Quandre Diggs is the more concerning one because when he came to this team from Detroit and started putting in significant time after recovering from that hamstring injury, we started to see this defense just change and, and become something that we were more used to seeing as Seahawks fans from our Seahawks defense with the absence of Earl Thomas. Quandre Diggs coming in has been able to kind of fill that gap. And we saw him become a Pro Bowl alternate mm -hmm. uh, with the Pro Bowl voting. So uh, losing him could be a big hit to this defense. And when you compound that with the loss of Shaquille Griffin, Jadevian Clowney, Ezekiel Anza, it's... I, you hope that they have an opportunity now to get healthy and maybe if they need this week against the Arizona Cardinals to, to continue to rest some guys, I think getting the win over the 49ers and then getting the bye the following week is the more important way to go. I was about to say, I was going to ask you what you thought on that, because yeah. obviously, you know, you've got two weeks left in the season. You want these guys, you need these guys because you guys already clinched a playoff berth. So right. that's really important, regardless of how the rest of the season goes. Uh, but at the same time, do you, I mean, Bobby Wagner, it sounds like he could possibly play this week. Do you just look at it? And if anybody's even close to being hurt, uh, just say, OK, you know what? We don't need you. We're going to do what we can with the defense and we're going to play the Cardinals with what we have. My guess is that Bobby would probably play just because that's the type of player he is. The guys that I would that I would sit would be Quandre Diggs, Jadevian Clowney, allow him to come back because those are probably the two guys that you need most. And if Bobby feels that he is good enough to play, I think that's a guy that you that you trust to go ahead and, and keep it going. But, you know, Clowney dealing with the injury that he is, and then it sounds like the ankle injury to Diggs is significant enough that maybe you do go ahead and sit him. And then maybe even Shaquille Griffin with the hamstring injury, maybe you wait one more week to see if he's more solid to go. And we saw Akeem King not really uh, give up too much against the Panthers. So I could see him filling in another week. Uh, somebody that you guys did lose, and not because of injury, but because of suspension, Josh Gordon is out, uh, made a big play in that Panthers game. What did you think about that in his short time in Seattle? That was a huge play. Oh, the fact that just right on the fingertips, it looked like it was overthrown, I think, mm -hmm. to everybody watching. And the fact that he was able to grab it with his fingertips, bring it in, go to the ground and, and maintain control of the ball. It was just an incredible catch, and it just goes to 
kind of the catches that we've seen from him week after week in limited spots. And so now you kind of wonder, were they being, you know, using him in a limited way with maybe the the idea that something like this could come up just because of his history and you you don't want to rely on him too much. So I think the move worked out in the sense that he got you some big catches when Tyler Lockett was hurt. And it is a bummer because here's a talented guy that, again, he's out of the league. And I guess the surprising thing to me wasn't that it wasn't just the the fact that he got busted for controlled substances, mm-hmm. that he also got busted for PEDs. So, you know, I, I wonder if that even allows him to come back now after all the trouble that he's had leading up to this point. My featured guest is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. We'll continue with more. We'll take a look at the game against Arizona next here on the Knock on Sports. The Seattle Seahawks get ready to take on the Arizona Cardinals. If they want to keep pace with the San Francisco 49ers and stay ahead and be that number one seed, they got to keep winning, and they're going to try and take on a Cardinals team that I feel like, Brandon, is a very tough team, a team that's playing a lot better. They played the Steelers pretty close. They beat the Browns, and uh, right now it seems like, at least for right now, uh, this is a team that is willing to play the spoiler role. I could see that, and it kind of gives you the idea. A couple weeks back, it looked like, in that game against the Rams, that maybe they were going to be done for the year. They're just going to kind of roll over, but then they come back and against the Browns. Now there's a team that you aren't sure if they're kind of just quitting on the season too, right? So it it is hard to look at that and see, but I, I thought that the Browns played pretty well for the first three quarters of that game. It was really in that fourth quarter when they crumbled after the missed field goal. So I think that uh, you do have to worry about the Cardinals being a spoiler. They've come into Seattle and won late in the season multiple times coming up to Seattle. This is Cliff Kingsbury, though, so that could be a little bit different. Maybe Bruce Arians just was able to motivate his guys going into CenturyLink for whatever reason. (laughs) I don't know. But this is a Cardinals team that gives up a lot of points on defense. Mm -hmm. And for Russell Wilson to take advantage of that. And then I just don't see Kyler Murray with he does look more decisive than he did earlier on in the season, mm-hmm. but he's still very much uh, looking for the opportunities short rather than going downfield. Well, I was going to say, I think the biggest thing here is so much of the fact is what we talked about. It's the slew of injuries that you guys have. Uh, like we talked about some of the guys, it doesn't seem like we're going to see them back this week. So I think it just opens up that possibility. Yeah. And Kenyon Drake having a big game for him. Oh, he had a huge game against the Browns. Exactly. And so between their running ability, that's what worries me a little bit more. And maybe some of that screen game, because that's where Christian McCaffrey uh, really had success for the Panthers. Yeah. And I guess with the Seahawks defense, they're always allowing kind of the underneath type stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what the... Uh, that's what the Panthers did. That's what the Cardinals I expect are going to do just because they just, I don't see a downfield threat from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always you know, the, the dump off passes to Christian Kirk and in the running back. And, and so the running game doesn't scare me quite as much because the Seahawks always look to bottle that up. And I guess we'll see when they do that, they seem to allow a lot of those jet sweeps. And so we'll see if the Arizona Cardinals incorporate that in mm-hmm. with guys like Christian Kirk and, you know, maybe even, you know, getting Drake on the outside. Because we saw uh, Christian McCaffrey even in, involved with the jet sweep in this <laughs> Carolina Panthers game. I was about to say the Rams really uh, kind of showed some things and everyone seems to now be trying to. Yeah, I know. Against yeah. the Seahawks. <laughs> um, with that being said. You know, we talked about the Josh Gordon suspension. I want to go back to that, just that area, the wide receiving court. Great yeah. to see Lockett doing what he did. DK Madcalf having a great rookie season. 
you got Brown, you got uh, Malik Turner there as well, but we saw Hollister go down uh, with an injury as well. You guys have already gone through a couple of tight ends here. Yeah. It seems like the receiving core is getting thinner and thinner. It is. Uh, Luke Wilson is getting closer to coming back from his hamstring injury, so hopefully it could be this week. If not, maybe he's just getting healthy just in time for the playoffs. But I think that with Lockett being back, with DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf's been Russell Wilson's favorite third down target over the course of the season, which was a little bit surprising for me to to look at the stats and see that that's where he was going most often. So, uh, but then I think you know having guys like Jerron Brown and Malik Turner, those are your fourth and fifth options. And I feel like overall, that's a pretty good amount of depth, even with Gordon now out. And then, Brandon, uh, something I want to get to, you guys could break an NFL record this weekend. Now, I'm sure this is probably not the record you really (laughs) want to break, but you have tied the 1986 New York Giants for the most wins with uh, seven or fewer points uh, in victory. And uh, you got nine right now on the season. So only two games have you won comfortably. Yes. Uh, What do you See, think about that? that that was all part of Pete Carroll's plan to let Carolina <laughs> back in it. He knew, he knew the, the, the an historian of the game like Pete Carroll knew that he could get that record and have it on track. So oh. congratulations, Pete Carroll. <laughs> Does he do that this week? Do you guys let Arizona hang around? Well, this was the one team that we've actually beaten by double digit points this year. So I I don't think they're gonna wanna to be that close. But um yeah, because you, know, you next I, week, they can do it. it. Next week definitely gives them the opportunity. If they <laughs> want to break the record, though, this might be the week to do it and not even, not even worry about letting it go one more week. But, yeah, that is a wild record to, <laughs> for sure. And then, Brandon, just taking a look at the rest of the NFC West. Obviously, Arizona going to finish at the bottom of this thing. The Rams, they looked like they were back after what they did to you guys. Then Dallas goes ahead and absolutely obliterates them. San Francisco's in trouble here. Uh, what do you think about the NFC West as it stands and you guys continue to battle? Just goes to figure. The the one good week that the Rams decide to put together, they they put it together against the Seahawks. It's uh, it's frustrating, but <laughs> I think that, you know, they could maybe give the 49ers a run now, especially having two down weeks in the last few weeks and giving up late uh, scores. So I do expect, though, that a team like the 49ers going against the Rams, they're going to be able to get that interior pressure to make Goff uncomfortable. And when we see Goff get uncomfortable, he makes dumb decisions. And I really do think that that's going to be the the story of that 49ers-Rams game. And I don't even think that's going to be a close one necessarily, unless they're able to get Todd Gurley going against the 49ers. But that's uh, that's really been the key for them. When they get Gurley going, that's when they've been able to stay in a lot of these games. It is the week 16 in the NFL and time to make our picks. Uh, Brandon, I have pretty much surrendered to you. You have me beat by at least 15 games. Uh, I know we haven't kept track the last two weeks, but either way, uh, you win. Uh, I, I feel I feel pretty good about it. I, <laughs> you know, if I just fail to put in my picks next week, then maybe you can come back. Maybe, maybe. And even then, I'm not so sure. Uh, but an interesting week. We got three games on Saturday. Actually, all three look pretty good. This is a good Saturday. Yeah, it really is. And I'm going to be on the road for it. Uh, oh. What a shame. <laughs> um, but a pretty good lineup here. Let's just start with the Saturday games. Uh, 11 a.m. Texans at the Buccaneers. No question for me. It's the Red Hot Bucks. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you were going to go with your Bucks, And they have been looking good. But I'm going to go with the Texans. I, I feel kind of bad that I picked against them last week. And then they come out and they get the win. So I'm I'm going to go with Houston. 
I'm going to take the upset. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. They're going to knock off the New England Patriots in Gillette Stadium. <laughs> See, it, you're doing this just to try and overcome this this gap between the <laughs> two of us, aren't you? I'm going Patriots. I I know that the Bills have been playing better. That defense, they, they probably have one of the better defenses. This is going to be a low-scoring game, and in a low-scoring game, I like Tom Brady. Now then the uh, nightcap, the Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. No question for me, 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to take 49ers, too. Uh, going to Sunday action, uh, Bengals at Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick should feast on that Bengals defense. Ooh, this is my upset pick. I'm going with the Bengals. Ooh, that's <laughs> not good for me. Hopefully you're wrong, because I, I need Ryan Fitzpatrick to at least three, throw three touchdowns. So shootout upset, I'll take it. <laughs> Steelers at the New York Jets. Going Steelers. I'm going to go with you. Give them a bounce back game here. Giants at Redskins. Going to go with New York. I think Eli is going to finish this thing out and go out on a high note with uh, his uh, career. Ooh, go on a road run too. Yeah. Uh, Panthers at Colts. After the Colts just got demolished. Yeah, this is kind of a coin flip game for me, so I'm going to take Colts at home. I'm going to take the Panthers at this one. I think they played really well. Uh, I'm not sure who the quarterback's going to... Going to play for him, but I'll take the Panthers. I think Christian McCaffrey runs. Oh yeah, all over. Will Greer could be in for the Panthers. Could be Ravens at Browns, a battle in the AFC North. Well, this one is pretty easy. I will go Ravens on the road. Although it was the Browns that beat them earlier on in the season in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens here, and it would be interesting to see if Cleveland could find that magic once again. That but, would be wild. Uh, I think the drama that's going on in Cleveland uh, is just too much. <laughs> uh, then Jaguars at Falcons. I will take the home team Falcons. Oh, you're going to go with the Falcons, huh? Yeah. I'm going to take the Jaguars in this one. Gardner Minshew saved me last week. I'm going to take the Jags to win this week. And they got rid of Tom Coughlin. I like this as an upset pick, to be honest. I almost went that way. I just, I, I like to balance out my home and road teams. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't go with the Jags. Uh, Saints at the Tennessee Titans. I am going to take the home team here. An Ooh. upset loss for the Saints. I like it. I I want to see it, but I thought the Titans had a good chance to knock off Houston last week. Yeah. They didn't do it. I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Just, just when you start to count out the Titans, that's when they have some weird bounce back game. Exactly. Uh, Raiders at Chargers, the seller of the AFC West. <laughs> I like the Raiders to bounce back this week. And just because the Chargers, they've been just such a mess this year. I, I think they'll... They'll probably have more Raiders fans in that building. It'll be like another. Now maybe the Raiders can win uh, their final home game of the season. <laughs> yeah, be their last. It'll be the last home game in California. Right. Um, <laughs> Detroit Lions at Denver Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos. Not a big uh, Blauhard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You haven't heard of the Blauhards? <laughs> I haven't heard of them. No. <laughs> I'm going to take the Broncos with you. Uh, Drew Locke's playing really well. Had a tough matchup against Kansas City. I like the Broncos there as well. Uh, no shocker here. I think both you and I are going to take the Seahawks. Yeah, we'll take the Seahawks. Um, Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles will lock up the NFC East with this game. I'll take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys as well, especially after that performance. But at the same time, I will not be shocked if the Eagles win. Oh, no. No. It's, you know, 8-8. Eight and eight. We'll probably win the division. <laughs> uh, so I'm surprised the Cowboys-Eagles game is not Sunday night football. I really am. I figured that's a much better game than what we're going to see here. Chiefs at the Bears. Yes, that's an interesting non-switch, isn't it? But uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs against the Bears. I'm going to go with you right there. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs and then Monday night football. A really exciting matchup and potentially two teams that you guys could potentially see 
in that divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, regardless, uh, could be the Vikings, could be the Packers here. I'm going to take the Vikings to win at home. I will take the Packers on Monday Night Football. You're going to take the Packers to beat the Vikings? The Vikings are playing pretty well, even without Dalvin Cook, possibly. But Kirk Cousins under the lights? You're welcome to bet on him. I will not. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, if they want to catch the latest episodes of the podcast, how can they do that? Yeah, check us out. Fieldgoals.com or Seahawkerspodcast.com. Adam and I will have a show out uh, probably Friday. Awesome stuff. Brandon, really appreciate your time. Always enjoy making NFL picks with you, my man. Look forward to chatting with you next week. And if I don't see you before uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Week, week 17. Holy smokes, we did it.